Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of the Preach Network Triple Show. My name is Glenn, and I will be your host as together we tackle not one, not two, but count them three shows this evening, starting off with the Preachcast, following that up with Tales from the Crib, and lastly, rounding it up with our Nintendo Switch-focused podcast, The Switch It Up Show. Now, as you may or may not know, my co-host, Mr. Seth Trav, is still under the weather. He's still... He's, uh, you know, he's still not feeling so great. Um, please go ahead and send him some love over on Twitter at Seth Trav, um, at Basic Boy Gaming, at The Best of Times with a Z. He would love to hear from you. He's, he's starting to feel a little bit better. He's getting into uh, the Pokemon Go, so hit him up on, hit him up on Twitter. Uh, let him know if you play that game. I'm sure he'd like to, you know, be friends with you. I hear they can trade now. Uh, if that is, in fact, the case, tell me a little bit about it over on Twitter at Cast. And without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get right in to the first episode. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, that music means that it is time for the Preachcast. My name is Glenn and I will be your host as together we explore a few things here uh, in the world of entertainment. As you may or may not know, this is going to be a triple show, so it's going to be a little bit of everything, a little bit of each show here on the Preach Network, and I'm going to give you just two brief segments from the Preachcast. The first one is going to be just Preach Play, followed by Coming Attractions, and with that being said let's go ahead and get it started And that music, of course, signals the sound for Just Preach Play. In case you have not listened to the show before, Just Preach Play is a segment where we like to talk about a movie that we know nothing about. We play the trailer over on trailers.apple.com and kind of just react to it live in the moment. Now, it was really, really hard for me this week because I was so tempted to choose um, Creed 2. I know the whole you know the whole aspect of this segment is to pick a movie that we haven't really seen haven't aren't really familiar with but i'm telling you i watched the trailer for creed 2 and i was blown away if you are into the rocky movies at all i mean you need you need to go watch this one and for me like my personal favorite of the rocky movies is rocky 4 and there is a really good twist uh to creed 2 uh that i will not ruin for anybody because I really think you owe it to yourself to go check it out. But if you're a fan of Rocky, please watch the Rocky trailer or the Creed 2 trailer and let me know. Even if you're not the biggest Sylvester Stallone fan, you gotta admire what the guy like has done between all the films he's directed, written, starred in, produced. It's crazy. It's absolutely absurd. And speaking of things that look a little bit different, a little crazy, uh, let's talk about the movie that we're going to cover right now on Just Preach Play. It is over on trailers.apple.com, and it is called Welcome to Amar Ween. And I want to say that it stars Michael Scott, but that would not be his real name. His real name is Steve Carell. Uh, this movie is directed by Robert Zemeckis, and that is all I know. It looks like the, like the poster... Uh, almost looks like it's like an action figure, like it's Team America, but with Steve Carell. Uh, so, I mean, this should be interesting. So, in three, two, one, we're going to just preach play. 
looking good. What is all of this? The world famous Marwin, Mark's art installation. So that's the guy. Yeah, it's right up there. Some Nazi thugs jumped him. It's a miracle he survived. I was a hell of a good artist, and now I can barely write my name. So my dolls have to tell a story. At your service, mademoiselle. I just moved in across the street. I love all the details. <gasps> Who are they? They are Nazis torturing Hoagie. Why? Because he's different. The women of Marwin protect me. You are safe. But toast, just for you. Are all of the dolls people you know? Yeah. Everyone has a place here in Marwin. I just moved in across the street. So are you going to go to the sentencing? You're a suffering human being. I want these guys to get more than just a slap on the wrist. It's important that you're there to look your assailant straight in the eye. I'm not really sure how to do this. When are you gonna man up and put an end to this crap? What are you talking about? We're one and the same, pal. If I can be a hero, so can you. Maybe the dolls should stay in the car. I never go anywhere without my backup. Learning to walk again. It hurts like hell. You gotta embrace that pain. I believe I've waited long enough. It's the only way Mark's gonna heal. I got your back, Hoagie. Bottoms up, girls. you yelling for more gumbo? No, no gumbo. You gotta love the pain. Pain is our rocket fuel. I have my art and I have my friends. I have hope and I'll be okay. Hell yeah. That's kind of violent. But at least the Nazis are dead. That is the movie right there that is going to win Steve Carell an Oscar. This thing looks awesome. It is, um, like I said, directed by Robert Zemeckis, who directed Forrest Gump. And it's got that, you know, Forrest Gump, um, what's that? What is that? Like, um, that's like, it's like a story of, like, you know, how he comes to, how he comes to be. Um, I'm I'm not really sure. That, that trailer I'm telling you, that trailer has all the feels in it. You owe it to yourself to go over to trailers.apple.com and check out the trailer for Welcome to Marine. Um, it does not come out, or Marwen, Marwen? Sure. Uh, it doesn't, does not have a date on it yet. It just says it's holiday season. This movie looks awesome. Uh, I can't wait to see it. This might be one of the best trailers that we've ever played on this show. Uh, and we're going on episode 100, so I feel like that's saying a lot. This movie is going to be awesome, and I can't wait. Now, we're going to balance that out a little bit, uh, because it is time for Coming Attractions. Coming Attractions is our weekly box office recap where we talk about some of the movies that are coming out in the theater and I quickly run through them all and judge them just a little bit. So, uh, without further ado, let's take a peek. Now, normally what I do is I just go over to imdb.com, find out what is coming out in theaters this week, and just kind of run through it. So, that being said, I got IMDb fired up right now. Let's take a dive into seeing what is coming out this week. 
First up, we have, we're gonna cover, let's see, one, let's cover, oh, this is, I feel like this is a rough week over here at the box office, but you know what, let's let's go for it. Uh, the first one is going to be Cesaro 2, Salado. Uh, the drug war on U.S.-Mexico border has escalated as the cartels have begun trafficking terrorists across the border. To fight the war, federal agent Matt Garver reteams with the uh, Miraculio Alandro. Yeah. Uh, you can tell that my accent there is uh, spot on. Uh, it stars Benicio Del Toro, Josh Brolin, Isabella Moner, and Jeffrey Donovan. I don't know anything about this series. The trailer, or not the trailer, the poster art looks really, really cool. Personally, I think I might be skipping this one, but, you know, to each their own. Uh, next up is going to be, oh, man, let's go with... That, Uncle Drew. Uncle Drew is the only other wide release movie coming out this week, uh, and it stars Kyle Irving, uh, Lil Rel Howie, Shaq, and Chris Webber. Uh, after draining his life savings to enter a team in the Rucker, Rucker Classic Streetball Tournament in Harlem, Dax is, a, is dealt a series of unfortunate setbacks, including losing his team to his longtime rival. Despite to win desperate, my god, I can't read, I, I gotta go back to school, desperate to win, <laughs> to win the tournament and the cash prize, Dax stumbles across the man, the myth, the legend, Uncle Drew. Uh, played by NBA All-Star Kyle Irving, and convinces him to return to the court one more time. The two men embark on a road trip to round up Drew's old basketball squad, Shaquille O'Neal, Chris Webber, Reggie Miller, Nate Robinson, and Lisa Leslie, and prove that a group of We'll go with older people can still win the big one after successful five years as a fan favorite in digital episodic series originally conceived by pepsi uncle drew will hit theaters june 29th this friday i have never heard of this series if i'm missing out with uncle drew please please let me know over on twitter at preachcast so i can find out you know what what it's all about and like i said this this week here at the movies it's looking a little bit rough uh so if you're heading out there to the theater or if you're catching something on demand let me know what you're watching because i would really love to hear from you over on twitter at preachcast and ladies and gentlemen remember always practice what you preach Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Tales from the Crypt. My name is Glenn, and I will be your host as together we explore the wonderful world that is Gateway Horror. 
Now, without any further ado, let's get it started. But before we do that, ladies and gentlemen, hold, hold, hold up. I know you're anxious to get started. I'm anxious to get started. But a friendly reminder that this is going to be almost like a little mini episode, all right? I feel like I'm going to ramble during this episode a little bit. It's going to go on longer than I wanted. But it is still a mini episode in this triple feature right here on the Preach Network. Most podcast networks make you download this show not once, not twice, but three times in order to get all of the offerings from the network, but not here. Not here, ladies and gentlemen. We're putting them all together. So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to see three different segments. We're going to do The Buzz, our horror news segment. We're going to start off, we're going to roll into I Scream, You Stream, and we're going to finish it off with Shop Smart. Now, I'm going to let you sit back, relax, and enjoy these wonderful tones for just a few more minutes before we dive right into it, because I got a lot to get off my chest here in The Buzz. that music, of course, means that it is time for The Buzz. The Buzz is our weekly horror news segment where I like to roll through some of the topics that are going on in the world of horror this week. And really, you know, to be honest, this topic was really kind of on everybody's, uh, you know, on the tip of everyone's tongue last week. But it's a passionate one that I know a lot of my friends over on Twitter are talking about, especially my very, very dear, dear friend Richard, the theater merchant. Uh, you know, he's been talking about it. Everyone's getting into it. And I felt like I just needed to talk a little bit about hereditary. Now, I recently saw Hereditary. In fact, I saw it on opening night, and I could not have been any more excited to see this movie. On a scale of 1 to 10, all right, maybe I could have been more excited. On a scale of 1 to 10, you know, I was up there. It was like a 9, okay? Like, I was really, I was really, really ready. And, the, you know, the trailers for this movie kind of just, you know, they just, they just made it seem like it was one of the scariest movies, like, ever. And even some of the quotes that were coming back from some of the reviews are saying, you know, it's a scary movie. It's the scariest movie of all time. It's this generation's The Exorcist, you know, and they were just kind of like kind of landed on there over and over again. And I always say I try not to listen to what the critics say because, you know, you yourself are your own best judge on whether you like a movie or not. So I, I feel like I have no problem ignoring bad criticism. When I hear that a movie is bad, like a lot of people were tearing into um, Truth or Dare when that movie first came out and I was like you know what this movie looks dumb but it looks like it also might be a lot of fun and that's why we go to the movies so like I came to that movie's defense and for this one you know it's the it's the opposite effect um everybody was talking about how great this movie is and how scary it is so I should you know I should take a little dose of my own medicine and kind of force myself to take a step back and be like you know what wait until you see it you know it doesn't need to be the best thing but for some reason I don't do a good job with that I let them, like, you know, I let the critics get to me, I let everybody else get to me, and, like, really build this up in my own mind that it was going to be, like, this super, super scary film. And a lot of people, I went with one of my very good friends, um, you know, who, you know, I've been friends with since high school, and he absolutely adored it. And I personally wasn't really into it as much. For me, it just really wasn't, you know, it just wasn't really what I was expecting. 
um, because they market this movie as being a straight, straight horror movie. And in a lot of ways, you know, that's, it is. In a lot of ways, it's super terrifying and very, very scary. And there are going to be spoilers in this. So, you know, if you haven't had a chance to see Hereditary, I don't want to ruin it for you because I'm not trying to talk bad about it. I think it's a good movie. It's just maybe not might be what you what you're expecting as like a traditional, I'm going to use that word, traditional horror fan. Now, that being said, since I mentioned that there are spoilers, let me go ahead and hit you with a little bit of um, the the rundown of what the you know what the movie's about and kind of what's going on uh, in the film. Basically, it follows a family who um, it seems like it seems like they, they nothing goes right for them. You know, their family has uh, a couple of people pass away. Uh, there's a history of mental illness, uh, and basically, where the story really kind of gets going uh, is it's a family of a daughter, a son, uh, a mom, and a dad. And when the film first opens, um, the grandmother has passed away. Uh, and of course, like everybody's very upset. They, uh, well, the mother doesn't seem to be quite as upset as she should be. And it should be, and I put that in air quotes because everybody, you know, you know um, reacts to like a death in the family in a different way. And uh, she's like, I feel, she, she says to herself, she's like, I, f- I should feel worse than I do, you know, but it, um, everybody processes it, you know, at their own speed. So, um, you know, she's, she just doesn't, she feels, she feels guilty, you know, like, um, but she doesn't know, but she doesn't know why. Uh, and, and within the next like week or so, uh, there's another death in the family. Um, her son has to, goes out to a party and takes, uh, you know, takes his, uh, his sister and, uh, she has a, an allergic reaction while she's at the party. And as they're on their way home, um, you know, she's gasping for air and she sticks her head out the window and she hits a telephone pole. And that moment in the movie theater, you could have heard a pin drop. It was, you know, terrifying. I feel like everybody had a collective gasp at the same time. And like, it was a tangible feeling in the theater. Everybody was just like filled with this, like, Ugh, like, like, I can't believe that happened. Like, um, and that's, I mean, that, that's why I feel like this movie's like biggest strengths are, um, because I always say that you go to the theater for that communal experience. And in this one, you have that communal experience, but it's not like everyone's laughing together or everybody's, you know, rooting for like, you know, um, someone to defeat the monster. It's everybody is cringing and like hoping to, you know, whatever they believe in that they don't have to go through the same things that the family in this movie goes through because it is just one calamity after another, after another, after another, um, that just seems to kind of put the strain and tension on their family and really kind of like force them to um, attempt to deal with what they have going on. And the mother ends up, um, you know, her, her way of uh, dealing with it is she does go to uh, a support group, a la like Fight Club. And uh, while she's there, she meets up with this lady who uh, introduces her to um, like uh, seances. And that's where their things get a little bit crazy. That's where like the actual like ghost part of the movie uh, comes into play. Um, and that really doesn't happen, I feel like, until the last 45 minutes of the movie. And at that point, it takes a very different turn. And um, for me, like, I was expecting, like, the trailer doesn't really give anything away at all. Uh, I was expecting there to be some type of creature or something that the family was being tormented by. And in a way, you know, they kind of are. It's revealed later on in the movie that um, there is, like, a curse 
almost on this family. Um, uh, the grandmother who passed away was like the head of this cult. Um, and it turns out that the cult has been watching them and following them. And, you know, it's kind of like um, after them. And there's this demon that's coming after them as well that they've, because of their conjuring, uh, have brought forth. And, you know, he is here to come after the son. So it's kind of, you know, and all of this kind of comes into fruition. I, I'd probably say in like the last like hour or maybe 45 minutes of the movie. It's on, it's, it's a lo- on the longer side for sure. Um, but, um, you know, you don't really get that until the end. I don't really like, um, you know, uh, there's the, I think it was paranormal activity three is where they introduce like the cult at, at, like at the end of the film. And I'm like, eh, like, I don't know. I'm not really into movies that deal with the, with the cult. I don't mind the ghosts. Like I love ghost story, but once they bring in the cult, I'm just like, nah, this is not, not quite for me. And like, I wanted, like, there is a creature in the film, but you don't meet it until the very end, and it's got some really good creepy moments, and when I did come in from, you know, come back to my house from seeing the movie, like, I caught myself looking around the corners, like, making sure this thing wasn't there, which is what I like, but you don't get that until the end, you know, this movie is a horror movie because what happens to the people in the beginning of the movie um, is horrifying, it's like real life horror, it's like the horrors of, like, you know, that are of like everyday not everyday life but it is something that everybody goes through it's like the horrors of a family like falling apart so in that way it's terrifying Um, but it's not a traditional horror movie in the way that like there's a monster or it's like a slasher film or uh, you know the house is haunted even though you get a tiny little bit of that towards the end um if you are a fan of i don't even know I'd like to say if you're a fan of like A24 movies, you'll you'll like this. But if nothing else, like A24 is making movies um, that you know they're not they they're telling a story that they want to tell. Um, I feel like they're not playing towards like one type of audience or anything like that. Um, and what's nice about this is this is a movie that wants to be talked about. I feel like it's something that you can two people can watch and have completely different opinions about, and you can sit down after and like have a cup of coffee and go like back and forth you know like this is like an essay uh, almost and that's awesome that, you know that, that 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 exists but it just um the way that this film was like marketed and promoted that was not what i was expecting it to be although you could make the argument that it is every bit as scary as they say it is you know it's just a different type of um like horrifying i don't like to feel like I say I always watch a movie because I want to like see like I almost want to escape in a way you know you want to go into a world um that's different and um you know I didn't really want to be I didn't really want to be stressed you know in this movie you will definitely feel like stressed like you're working your way through it and not in a way that it's boring it's just there's a lot of heavy topics here that come up and the movie forces you to deal with them um because of that like you know you feel like you're working uh to get to get through the film and that the, like I said it's not bad I wasn't bored at any point it was just it was heavier than I thought it was going to be you know and I don't um you know I want like you know I want a monster or something like that you know I want the, the heaviest part to be like oh I hope it like doesn't pop up around the corner right now you know like I don't want like a super intense you know like um family drama thriller like uh, I don't it just it, it hurt it grabs you you know and it like uh and it weighs on you um, almost in the same way. This is a, this is a weird um, comparison, but I'm going to make it uh, almost like when you watch up the Disney movie, 
um, and you have um, you know that older couple in the beginning of the movie, and you're, they're falling in love, and then all of a sudden, like one of them passes away, you know, and it's just that old man like trying to get through um, the day to day, you know, without without his wife there, and um, you know the mood like that movie just hits you so hard in that first 20, 30 minutes. And it's like that level of impact in this, but in like the opposite type of way. Like, because even though what happened to him is sad, you know, they lived like a beautiful life. But in this one, it's like, you know, and then this horrible thing happens and then this horrible thing happens. And then this, like all this stuff has always been happening and continues to happen to them. And then there's some baggage left over from some of the other things that happened before that. And everybody hates each other. And I'm just like, oh man, like this is rough. These guys can't catch a break, you know? And I'm like, you know, it's Friday night, and I'm like, I'm going out to the movies, and like, you know, I just, I'm like, you know, man, I really, I, not not exactly what I was prepared to see, um, but I mean, it is, like I said, it's a movie that stimulates dialogue, and that is, that's awesome, that's another reason why, like, you know, movies are made, it, it is, man, because of that, I feel like it's almost more like an art horror, um, which fits in there with A24, just like The Witch is like a period piece, like, this is like, uh, not, it's not a period piece, but it's, you know, it's something on its own. Um, so you, I feel like you will either love or hate this movie. Um, I, I'm closer to hate, but I don't, I don't hate it. It's just, it wasn't what I was expecting and it's not for me. So that's all. Um, but I would love to talk to you guys about Hereditary because this movie is fun to talk to someone about, which is great. Like a lot of movies aren't like that. You go see a movie and then that's it. But this movie stays with you and forces you to kind of deal with it. And I think that is really cool. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to go see Hereditary, I do think it's worth going to see in the movie. So uh, go ahead, check it out. Let me know what you think over on Twitter at um, Tales from the Crib, C-R-I-B-B-E-D. You know what? I've been rambling for a little bit right now. Uh, so uh, you know what? I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna do it because we got one more show. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to yet another episode uh, from Tales from the Crib. And stay tuned because we have one more show coming up. The Switch It Up Show right here on the Preach Network. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, that sound that you hear is the itch 
that you have for the Switch It Up show. My name is Glenn and I will be your host as together we have a little bit of a shrunken episode of the Switch It Up show. We're really just going to have our review today here on this triple feature of the Preach Network. I don't want to throw too much at you. I just, you know, it's going to be it's going to be quality over quantity here on the Switch It Up show. My man, Mr. Seth Trav at Basic Boy Gaming at Seth Trav at the best of times with a Z is still feeling a little bit under the weather. So I'm going to be uh, running this show solo with our review of the adventures of Elena Temple. So stay tuned, listen to this sweet music for just a few more moments, and then we'll go ahead and jump right on into it. listening to some of the uh, audio right from the game and of course the game is the adventures of elena temple it's currently on sale in the nintendo eShop for three dollars and 99 cents save yourself a whole dollar off of that price ladies and gentlemen every dollar counts especially in the eShop with all these awesome games for so cheap let me go ahead and hit you with a little bit of the synopsis and of course you are eligible for 20 gold coins when you make this purchase a concentrated pill of nostalgia in the game in the form of a game have you ever missed being a child playing games at your grandma's or in your old bedroom then look no further the adventures of elena temple is the classic you never knew existed and the best part is that you can play it on the old virtual machines that kind of sort of maybe existed it's it's not like you can remember anyway right the game is a monochromatic puzzle platformer made to look as if it were created in the 80s overcome obstacles figure out how to collect all the coins and gems and remember your childhood while doing it progress through the game's dungeons through non-linear exploration and keep an open eye for secrets to find it features a dungeon of 50 plus rooms to overcome each with its own mini level open for exploration choose which way to go but don't worry a helpful map is just one button press away it is challenging old school platforming you can collect as many coins as you want but we both know you will want to collect them all they will make you rich but there is no escaping the dungeon without all the gems secret scrolls to find for the more observant player as well and best of all and i second this in the description by the way play the game on a selection of seven old virtual machines from the palm door oh yes look at that palm door to four uh to maple to some toy all the way up to the ns boss pc um we'll talk all about that and exactly what it means in a uh in a second here uh, there's just one more one more line to get through, ladies and gentlemen. Excuse me. Got too many windows open right now. <laughs> Heads up, The Adventures of Elena Temple is just one game you can play on seven simulated machines. Aside from the different look, the game plays the same on all the machines and has the exact same content. The purpose of these old machines is to remind you of the old days, so feel free to pick whichever you like best without the fear of missing out on the game time content. Um... I gotta say, man, I sat down to play this game, and it really, really was uh, like I was uh, playing a game on the old DOS computer. 
some of the first games that I can remember playing were on like a 286 uh, um, like desktop PC that was running DOS and I had to type in in the command line in order to open up all my games there was no graphical user interface like we have now nothing like the fancy iMac that I record this show on no it was the basic like lines of code and you had to type it in just perfectly if you wanted to get to your games and your games were in folders that you had to like open up and you had to know like where they were like and it was all in your mind you know so this is definitely a throwback to a simpler much simpler but in a way a much more complicated time uh, but let's talk about the game itself um, this game kind of reminds me of a mixture between um, like the second Zelda like um, like the Adventures of Link uh, and also a really old school game uh, on the computer called Paganetsu. Uh, Paganetsu was this game where you were a uh, an explorer and you had to go through and collect, um, go through each of these different rooms and collect like keys, gems, uh, and basically progress through the game. There are tons and tons and tons of levels. And this game is um, similar in the fact that you are going room to room, uh, you're collecting these gems, and there's all types of like different like creatures or monsters or spikes that pop out, and there's like fire um you have to watch out for all the different environmental challenges that come after you and it is platforming like at its like at its best uh, and i mean that in like the way that you used to sit down and you would be playing sonic and you'd be run through the level fast as you possibly can and then you have to make sure that you hit the jump button at just the right time because you know that spike is going to jump out and kill you like it, it has all that those like awesome moments and all those like ugh like quote-unquote frustrating moments but frustrating in a good way the difficulty like uh, on this game is like it's not it's not anything insane you know it's 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 the type that challenges you and makes you want to keep playing because when you die and you die and you die you think to yourself like i'm gonna get it this time i'm gonna get it this time so that's good you know they have a healthy balance with how hard the game actually is uh, and i feel like that um you know, plays well with how fun the game is because you want to go ahead and explore and get everything. I would almost like more if it was, um, you know, level to level instead of uh, just like open and you go through and explore because I do feel like I sometimes have uh, like I'm like, like I'm getting lost. I know you have the map that you can go and reference at any given time, but uh, for a game that looks so simple. Um, and is and is in fact like simple in, in practice of what you have to do. Um, I feel like it, it might kind of drive home that fact of like, like that old school game um, a little bit more if it was like, all right, this is one level, like get your way through it. Um, but I understand it because like this is a giant um, level that you're going through and exploring while you're going while you're going and getting these gems. Now let's talk about these different seven virtual machines because I think they are awesome. Uh, and in fact, the first time, uh, when I jumped on, when I started, when I fired up this game to play it, uh, I was like, oh man, I want to try out some of these other sh um, machines. I hope I don't have to like start over. And I mean, I know I could have read, I, I could have read the description uh, first before I started to play it. But of course, like, you know, I was excited to play a game. I fired it up and jumped right into it. Uh, and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to change. I'm going to flip over to one of these other modes. And sure enough, I was like, oh, my level's right here. And I think that's awesome because it encourages you to go and see what the game looks like, you know, throughout throughout time. Um, or that's the idea anyway, that you're checking out the game throughout the time. I really like how the game looks on the um the Sum Toy Advanced, which is like a play on the Game Boy Advance. I think it looks really cool. Uh, and I'm also a fan of how it looks on the uh, NS Boss, which would be like the MS DOS. 
uh, computer. Uh, they look similar. Um, you know, it's a very um, bright background, and then the level itself is either like a pastel, like white or off-white, so the colors uh, seem to pop pretty well. But if you want to play it on like an old-school, like green and black uh, computer, if you want to play it on a Game Boy, you can play it on a Game Boy. You want to play it on a black and white color TV, uh, like Atari-style um, graphics. Even they even have like an Apple II. Um, if you want to play it on, if you want to play it on that, uh, and I think it's, uh, I think it's really, really cool that they went through uh, and did that. You know, it, the game itself, it's it's three dollars and ninety nine cents, and to have that attention to detail, like I just think that's really, that's really neat. Um, for that price point, you usually just don't don't get that. And it says it right in the description how they want to kind of make a throwback to the times when you're growing up and playing the different games. And no matter you know who you are, if you've played games when you were a kid, you had one of these systems. So you know, no matter no matter what you had, you can find something that will remind you of playing like these types of games. Uh, and I think that's cool that you can have that experience on a console now. Um, I had a fun time uh, with the Adventures of Elena Temple for three dollars ninety nine cents. Heck, even for four dollars ninety nine cents, like it is a steal. Uh, it, the only thing I'm gonna hit you with is that you have to like, you know, you have to like this type of game. It is a platforming game, yes, uh, but it is also like you know, it is it is bringing back those memories of those like those old school, uh, like you know. I'm gonna say like those old school like DOS games uh, or, or like those platforming games. Um, so you have to be in the platforming, obviously, uh, and you have to, you know, uh, be willing to sit down and play it. Um, it's not. Um, it might the graphics like might not be everybody's like cup of tea, but to me, I think it makes like you know it makes the experience. Um, I had a bunch of fun with this game. I think the graphics are spot on for what they're trying to go for. I wouldn't change like a thing with that. I think the difficulty curve is awesome. Um, it's not uh, super like frustrating or anything like that. The music is good as well. Uh, I like all the varied uh, enemies that you encounter throughout it. Really, the only thing I would, uh, would would like is if it was a little bit more like you know this is a level, this is a level, this is a level, level one, two, three, instead of uh, having it all be like open. But because of because it is open like that i feel like that's like a new uh school twist that's on it um so hopefully it appeals to uh, a little bit of everybody i had a fun uh time with this game this game's available on the nintendo eShop. it is three dollars and 99 cents uh, i would go ahead and give this game i'm gonna say if, uh, what it does it does really well and it's uh like i said it's simple but like you find yourself wanting to just keep playing this uh, which is good that's why you have the switch i'm gonna give this a four out of five uh ladies and gentlemen if you have played the adventures of elena temple please let us know over on twitter at switch it up show and if you haven't by all means now is the time to get it especially when it's on sale for three dollars and 99 cents thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of the switch it up show you can reach out to us on twitter or on youtube Get y'all get all our links over on www.preach.us. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, if things ever get bored, you can always switch it up. Mm-hmm.